welcome to Clear Horror High. Hosted by Chris Vecchio and Nikki Jack. Welcome back to Queer Horror High, where we're queer, we love horror, and we're really fucking high. I'm Chris, and I'm a queer Gemini demon. And I'm Nikki. I'm here to put the whore in horror. And today we are talking about 2007's Paranormal Activity, directed by Oren Pelly. I'm hope... I'm hope... Oh, Jesus. Really right off the bat? You're ready. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. <laughs> Yeah, I never, um, I just remember seeing, I just think of like Pele Pele jackets when I oh. see his name. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I kind of remembered it, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to him for this this wonderful movie. I don't know. <laughs> Found footage. It used to be my shit when I was younger, but now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, get this shit away from me. I'm so sick of people finding footage. Uh, the same obnoxious tropes in every one of these movies, or most of them, where it's like, Someone has to give a half-baked reason as to why they have the camera. Someone, usually like a white girl somewhere in there, is like, Phil, why are you still filming? And then there's never a good reason why he's still filming. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just like so many of the things that are filmed, you're like, no one would think that this is what you need to film. And how are y'all getting all these shots? I'm just like curious. White people yeah. with cameras is uh, the new horror genre. And it's just like white people somewhere they shouldn't be with a camera doing shit they shouldn't be doing with a camera. And then they're like, oh, I'm dead. Yeah. In general, horror skews far too white. But this genre in particular is peak white is like baby powder white. Yeah, like, this is like there are peak. very few people of color in this in this genre at all. For for right like again like like with Willy Wonka in the end thank God <laughs> thank God <laughs> yeah because only someone as arrogant as a straight white man would feel like his stupid boring ass life was worth recording every fucking second of hello sorry not sorry in yeah, the slightest never so what's the high tea friend what you smoking on. So I'm smoking on the same fucking sour OG that I bought last week because I bought a lot of it. I know that's <laughs> um, right. You know, lemony indica, blah, blah, blah. I said it on the last episode. So what are you smoking on? Once again, it's another week of um, me smoking on the same shit I forgot I was smoking on last week. <laughs> it's an indica. I'm also on um, a couple edibles and some more RSO. So I am higher than giraffe pussy and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay one time i was at the zoo during nighttime zoo oh i live right down the street fuck? from the san diego zoo is this gonna and be about apparently this is a thing that giraffes do to like attract each other or to like see if they want to mate but the female giraffe was standing up and she just started pissing and the male giraffe just bent his big old giraffe neck down and started drinking the piss right out of her pussy see you guys this it's is a thing the, the yin and the yang of this terrible show we give you useful information <laughs> and then chris comes right in with the shit you never wanted to know <laughs> you're welcome don't ever say we haven't ever informed you ever giraffes sometimes drink each other's piss oh you've said it again dude i thought we were just, They're gonna... just like people I have th- you been to the eagle 
Uh, I thought I thought we could just kind of segue out of that, and nope, we're just going deeper into <laughs> it. I love that so much. Yeah, go to the eagle in any city oh that you you live in or near that has an eagle. Not you, not you having these people. Google if you know, the, you know. Google the eagle now. They're like, oh, what is this? A new if you know, you know. You have to wear leather. <laughs> you, have to, you have to wear leather. It's dark in there. What's a glory hole? <laughs> <laughs> What's a dark room? Are they doing praise and worship? <laughs> What's a bathroom without a stall that Jesus. you know has eight men? We're going to stop. Okay. So, uh, paranormal activity. <laughs> I guess that's what we're talking about now. I don't know. Fuck. We are very high. Um, yeah, paranormal activity. We are. Yeah. I'm also drinking a White Claw. Chris has been getting tipsy on the show lately, guys. Do we love it? Ooh, that was a terrible burp. Editing that two burp out. <clears throat> Ooh, okay, that was a four. Still editing that out. He so. is Charlie from the Chocolate Factory. He drank the fizzy lifting drinks. So the IMDb description for paranormal activity is paranormal after moving activity. into a suburban home, a couple becomes increasingly disturbed by a nightly demonic presence. So uh, fun fact, paranormal activity takes place in San Diego, where I live and where Nikki is from. And I grew up in like North County, San Diego, where it took place. So extra spooky vibes. I also, I mean, I love, but also don't love this, that the first thing we see is like a little text card that says Paramount Pictures thanks to families of Mika, even though it looks like Micah, Mika Sloat and Katie Featherston and the San Diego Police Department. I was like, I'm sorry, but fuck, fuck the San 12. Diego Police Department. Fuck and I'm going to say that right here. Fuck 12. I say it every time we talk about cops on this show. Fuck 12. Anytime I've ever needed that police department in particular... They fucking suck. Yeah. So, they are I'm saying right here. Fuck the SDPD. Anyway, we start out and it's September 18th, 2006. And we see this dude, Mika, turn on his damn camera. And he goes outside and you see his girlfriend, Katie, pull up in their driveway to their nice ass fucking house. And the way she talks to him, you can tell that he just got this camera. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, the camera's new or whatever. She's commenting on how big it is. Also, I love that she's in a white Miata. I'm like, that takes me back. That is like <laughs> such an early 2000s, late 90s white girl car. Like, I'm driving with the top down. Mm -hmm. Woo! We're going to Starbucks. If she had a little less money, it would have been a Beetle. Yeah. And if she had a little more money, it would have been a BMW Z3. Uh-huh. Exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, is that that little like top down hottie car? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I also call them a typical boring-ass white couple because that's ex exactly what the fuck they are. Um, Katie looks like every, like, like librarian's aide ever. Like, every teacher's oh aide. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and Mika looks like Neve from Catfish's brother. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just giving very much Neve. I could see that. From he, Catfish. He's just, like, he's typical white stoner. Mm -hmm. Like, decent-looking white stoner dude with a slightly darker complexion because I feel like those characters... T like, he seems a little more like me, white. He's, like, more Italian, Greekish, Mediterranean. Yeah, I was gonna say, he looks like just a little some extra olive oil in the bloodline, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, Katie gets inside and Mika wants her to kiss the camera. I'm like, why do you want her to kiss... Like, not even kiss him in front of the camera. He wants her to kiss the camera. I'm like, are you trying to, like, have a three-way with an electronic device? This is weird. 
um, Katie grills him on how much he spent on it. And he says about half of what he made today. So I'm not exactly sure, like based on this house that they live in, that they pro- that's probably quite a bit of money. Yeah. They do say what their jobs are. I forgot. <laughs> do you remember what they said? I think he, oh, he does day trading and she knits hats for squirrels. No, I made that up, but he is a day trader. Okay, I'm like... Because <laughs> that's like the typical San Diego like <laughs> two-person income like lifestyle. You're like, why do you have this big-ass yeah. house and you don't have like a real job? You're like, no, I make press-on nails for dolphins. And you're like, what? You make <laughs> $35,000 a day doing that? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, like ridiculously specialized Etsy shops that <laughs> nobody needs, but other white women that like read goop will buy tons of whatever it is. Look at these um, overalls I make for uh, otters. They are like perfect for <laughs> holding their young. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> this uh, is I wish a they made press business? on nails for dolphins. <laughs> like you have a five bedroom house in Carlsbad and your husband, your husband is the one with a real job and you're just sitting here bullshitting with like beads all day like (laughs) (laughs) you're you're diddling yarn and you're like (laughs) this pays our mortgage i feel like she had a less ridiculous job but it was it it wasn't interesting she is a student she's trying to be an english major like it's nothing special but what i told you guys she did you believe me you know why because she looks like that boring ass white girl in san diego who does that shit she looks like every yeah. white girl that's like 26 that you meet in San Diego in 2007 <laughs> at like Michael's. Because you know why? She needs more yarn <laughs> for her craft. She makes high-waisted jeans for flamingos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How cute would that be? That would be? be so cute. They're wearing mom jeans. <laughs> <laughs> they got high waters with the seam like eight inches above the bottom. <laughs> What? I think we have an Etsy shop idea coming soon, guys. Oh, my God. If you have a flamingo, get it ready. No, I kind of, like, feel for her, though, because I was, like, I was dating this dude who was super successful. Like, I won't say his job because you guys will know who I'm talking about. But he had a really good job. And um, I was just sitting at home making, like, ashtrays. Okay. <laughs> he would, he'd get, he'd come home from, like, a 12 to 14 hour day busting his ass at work. And I'd be like, oh yeah, I just spent like 45 minutes making this coaster. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Are you tired? (laughs) So anyways, enough about being an ain't shit girlfriend. So yeah. I've never been the breadwinner. (laughs) (laughs) I never will be either. I'll say that. (laughs) I I definitely am not trying to win any bread. I'm trying to eat it, but I'm not trying to Mm -hmm. like bring it home. Fuck out of (laughs) here. Um, so anyways, they mentioned, they, so they kind of bring up, like, why they brought this big, right, um, I keep wanting to call him Neve from Catfish. Why Neve from Catfish, Mika, brought this camera home, and it's just been insinuated that there's something in the house that's been following them, and so they, like, want to use the camera to, like, monitor the house and see what's been going on. You could also tell that Mika is getting it to, like, placate katie but you could tell that he doesn't fully believe that she's having like a paranormal oh he's completely mocking her this entire movie he he bought the big camera to be like 
a little bit of a fuck you to her, I feel Because this like. is 2007. You don't need the big ass, like, fucking. No, those were, like, that big ass shit was very 80s, early 90s. Obviously, this is digital and not like a tape recorder or not, like, you know, not a cassette. But it seems like he bought an obnoxiously big camera to be like, oh, well, you say there's paranormal shit going on? Well, I'm going to bring the dumbest, stupidest fucking camera to make you feel stupid about the shit that you're afraid of. Being scared. Kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he's hell gaslighting and like just mocking her this entire time. And she's like, bro, this is not just some new shit. So anyways, um, like there's not a plot. We just get them doing shit around the house. And one of the things we catch her doing, what? Boring white girl hobby jewelry making. So she's fucking <laughs> <laughs> molding um, wire into bracelets. And they're just talking about shit. At some point, he asks her for a strip tease. Yeah. He's pointing the camera at her, and she's just like, no. Katie does not give into any of Mika's shit. Uh -uh. (laughs) She is just like, I, no, I didn't want this fucking camera, and I am not going to get naked in front of this fucking camera. But I am going to say one thing. Shout out to all my Chappelle show watchers. You guys remember the episode of The Mad Real World, where one of the roommates was like, I had sex with Katie too. She has some big ass titties. This Katie <laughs> in this movie, shout out to her and her big ass titties. Cause them things. Was they are, yeah, they are big. Um, so I probably <laughs> would have tried to get the bitch to strip too. I mean, everything else that's happening is mad boring. We might as well see some titties. Uh, <laughs> show them. But she's not giving it up. She's not doing nothing, but they're just knitting. He's playing guitar. It's all this mad boring white people shit that like white people do at home together to pass the time oh my next note says i fucking hate this kitchen it's a a white refrigerator Uh uh-uh honey what is this uh it is a really ugly kitchen it's one of they look like they live in like a fucking douchey neighborhood where there's like a homeowners association and every house is the same as the, the one next to it like these are track homes that weird ugly colored fake wood with the dark black railings that are all like bind and the outside is probably tan stucco they think that they have a demon in the house and the real demon is whoever designs the house because it's fucking (laughs) hideous inside this like there's like a cheetah print area rug with like zebra on black leather couches it's so fucking early and dated i'm like y'all mm-mm It looks like a 70-year-old lesbian designed this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, like, I'm going to cut that out. No, don't. <laughs> don't, because it's true. <laughs> Leave it all in, because it's true. And they know it's true. This shit is so fucking ugly. It's like that, or somebody's, like, gay uncle <laughs> in the 90s who was like... Yeah, oh, like, okay. My gay uncles have... They, all right, they had better taste than this, but I will say, like, it's, like, adjacent to that weird 90s trend of, like, global decor. Everyone had, like, an African vase. Yeah. But, like, a Japanese, like, you know, the door screen. Black and and red was, like, Uh, heavy everywhere. And, like... Yeah, earth tones. uh Uh-huh. Tans and browns and reds. It's so ugly, dude. And it's just like, can we just not with this? Like, why do I feel like somebody's nasty, ugly stepdad is gonna come out in, like, a thong (laughs) and, like, have zemas? Like... Oh my god. This is decorated terribly. But anyways, um, yeah, so the the night one, they fucking Well, first, before they actually get into bed, they hear a noise and it's just the ice maker. I have to say, I can relate to that. I I did make a note of this because 
there have been several times in my, like when my parents got a nice fridge for the first time in like, I don't even know when I was in high school that had an ice maker. And I was like, what the fuck is that noise? And like, I don't believe in ghosts necessarily. though I do like the idea of them, but like, I'm like, what? Like it's one of those noises that I've heard several times and I've thought, Oh my God, what the fuck is in the house? And it's the goddamn ice maker. So I can totally relate to the ice maker. I live on the first floor. And so it's hella scary when I hear my ice machine going off all crazy because I'm like, who the fuck is there? And it just be mad ice because I like love ice. So that mm-hmm. shit is always on. And I just get scared every time. Like, I haven't learned. I haven't learned. And I don't care. It, that shit's weird. It, like, be quiet. Like, you're just making I know, ice. <laughs> too loud. Too loud. So now we're at night one. And all we see for night one is a shadow in the doorway and the... The comforter starts to rustle, but they don't wake up. Mm. In the morning, Katie's keys are just in the middle of the floor, and Mika just mocks her that it's proof of extraterrestrial forces or whatever. He clearly still does not believe her at all. Outside, Katie has the camera on Mika for the first time, and he's in the pool, and he just, like, gives her the double middle fingers and then does, like, the fucking, like, fishing reel middle finger thing. And it's just so obnoxious because, like, maybe he's joking, but, like, he's had the camera on her the whole time since he's got it. All up in her face with it. And it's, like, as soon as she has the camera on him, he's giving her the finger. Like, it's almost like he can't handle it turned around. Right. So, Katie tells Mika that she invites a psychic over. And he just, again, mocks her by, like, playing some, I don't know, like, weird spooky sci-fi-ish music i thought it was unsolved mysteries but then i looked it up and it's not yeah i have no idea what that was but it sounded familiar but who knows it was it was just him being a dick though regardless yeah the the 50th example of him being a douche and we've only how how far are we into this movie at this point right 20 minutes if that yeah, so Dr. Fredericks arrives, who I definitely thought was called Dr. Roberts for the her- first half of this movie for some reason. I just misheard it. Dr. Fredericks arrives, and Amika jokes about him being late and questions him about, like, his ability to see the traffic and just get the typical, like, oh, the psychic isn't really psychic joke. Which is so annoying, because it's like when psychics die, they're like, oh, you didn't see that coming? Like, bruh. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Miss Cleo, shout out to you, legend. Yeah, she really didn't see it coming. She didn't see the bankruptcy coming either. <laughs> Call her now. Oh, yeah, for that free tarot reading. Mm-mm. That's what she wanted. Yeah, so Dr. Frederick says that he'll always come down to San Diego, which I particularly enjoyed. San Diego's beautiful. <laughs> uh, we find out that <laughs> we find out that Mika and Katie have been together for three years and they're engaged to be engaged. And to me, I'm like, I'm not sure if that speaks to his lack of commitment or like. Not too much now because me and my ex, who I won't mention, (laughs) we used to say that all the time. (laughs) I mean, we broke up, but (laughs) 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 we never did commit, commit. But like he was talking about it. We used to goof around like we was really going to get married. But, you know, we was bullshit and just like this nigga. And honestly, I don't blame him because this bitch waited three years deep into the relationship to um, spring on him that he she has a demonic entity following her and has had one. Like, I might not want to invest a future with you either, bitch. I mean, that's true, but I feel like Mika does not present himself as someone who is, like, willing to accept information that he doesn't understand. So maybe Katie was like, 
wanting to tell him in the past, but it never came up or she didn't feel comfortable because I just feel like if he's not, he's not even having it now when it's, con- when he's kind of confronting it. Well, maybe that's not the one for you. What's that stupid ass uh, quote from that Marilyn Monroe bitch where it's like, if you can't take me on my happy days or my mad days, you don't get me on my good ones, whatever the fuck. Yeah. If you can't love me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Yeah, if you can't take me at my (laughs) demonically possessed, then you don't deserve me at (laughs) fully healed and realized. Like, I don't know. (laughs) You don't get my new spirit if he wasn't in the trenches with the bad down one, like the down bad one, God. (laughs) Like, fuck. I mean, yeah, okay. She's definitely a little late with it, but I, you know. A uh, little. Mika just does not see. Okay, okay. Three years is a long time. You know, you, to be you get possessed. a couple weeks. And I know this nigga be coming <laughs> in and out of her life, she says, since she was like eight or whatever the fuck. Like, this isn't a consistent demon. This is just like, this is like a bad baby daddy demon, you know? But. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You got to tell me <laughs> with shit like that. Like, you can't just like spring that on me because like. Even with a baby daddy, that's a human. I can fight that nigga. A demon? You want me to take down a demon? And obviously this nigga is arrogant and thinks that he can. Sure. However, bitch, you mm-hmm. need to stop. There's secrets that you you hide a child. You hide like fucking. <laughs> you hide a child. You hide yeah. a child. You hide purchases. You don't hide demons. You hide a coke habit. Right. But you don't hide like actual <laughs> demons. You hide like human demons just like shit you fight in your whole life like addiction and shit but you don't hide yeah. like that a nigga yeah. is actually attached to your soul what the fuck some secrets you can't keep people i just don't like mika because he just seems incapable of don't get accepting it new information don't get it fucked up i'm definitely not team mika but i'm also not mm. team hiding <laughs> demons <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> fuck <laughs> That's true. You need to be open with your demons, yeah. figuratively and literally. Holla. Holla if you hear me. Yeah. Or, or else they'll take over. Uh-huh. And they'll become both of your demons. Ooh, the metaphors. Look at all this. Deeper meaning. <laughs> I don't think any of that was intended, but now you'll think about it every time you watch this movie. <laughs> maybe, maybe the demon was actually a metaphor for... A woman's right to choose. I don't know. Let, or let's move on. I, there's something in here about misogyny. Uh, not the third podcast we'd taken over. <laughs> the third podcast host <laughs> is like, let me get a little word in. <laughs> Love that. So this is where Katie starts to tell Dr. Fredericks that the paranormal stuff started when she was eight. And that her sister would feel it too. And that they would see like a, a shadowy master figure in their room. And it would go to the foot of their bed, but it would only go to the foot of Katie's bed, not her sister's. And she couldn't move when she saw it. So to me, it sounded like some sort of sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. But like, it seems to evolve. Like, it almost feels like the demon from her sleep paralysis escaped when she stopped having sleep paralysis and is still stalking her. So I don't know if the film is really commenting on that at all, but it's it's an interesting like it sounds exactly like sleep paralysis what she's got, what she's describing here. Yeah, no, one thousand percent. Um, the house that it all happened at burned down mysteriously because there was never oh, any yeah. like evidence. Yeah, they couldn't find why the house burned down. So you're like, ooh, mystery. Did the ghost burn down the house? The ghost is a pyromaniac, right? I love that. But the psychic nigga tells them that like negative energy feeds the spirits. 
And he also mentions that dealing with demons isn't his expertise. And what it sounds like she's describing is a haunting. And that's just like out of his Rolodex. Um, it's not in his mm. wheelhouse. And he's not comfortable. And he refers her to a demonologist colleague. He's like, I can't help you, but my nigga around the way can. So here's his information. And he passes her off to him like a blunt. <laughs> that's true. And then Meek Mill uh brings up like a Ouija board because once again he's just kind of mocking the both of them at this point it's common knowledge that Ouija boards aren't to be fucked with you know what I mean and he's asking this psychic nigga about this shit knowing that like he's dead ass you know but either way the dude's like no like literally it's a dangerous game literally like stop yeah you're gonna invite the demon in and you don't want the demon to think you want to communicate with it but he seems pretty hell-bent on it even though katie and the doctor are both protesting right because katie says that like the lights have been flickering turning on and off there's been banging on the walls scratching and dragging sometimes there's whispering and it's whispering her name and he's just like he's just not listening to her he's mm -hmm. just like let's get a ouija board and she's like no this is more pointed than that like we're not playing games here. This thing is whispering my name to me. Right. You know, like, I think he just he just hears things like lights flickering and thinks like, oh, you know, you're you're just being a dumbass. Like he does. He just he just thinks that she's making it all up. Like, or not that she's doing it consciously, but like that it's on her head. So mm -hmm. how do you expect someone who you don't trust to have their faith in you to help them? No, for real. He is like trying to be hella logical about this, but also he's being really arrogant about it because he's trying to center himself and some shit she's going through mm -hmm. and understand, like I said earlier, like, bitch, you should have told me about this shit. But now that you're aware about what's going on, at least be open enough to like want to get the help that she obviously clearly needs instead of making fun of it. Like you got to look mm -hmm. at, I mean, you got to almost look at it like it's an illness of some sort, like it's whether it be mental illness or like a physical obstacle, like, bro, something's clearly wrong. Go to these specialists. If they're telling you to take this advice, take this advice. Stop mocking them. Like if it was like cancer, would you be laughing at the doctor? Like, huh, chemo, that's ridiculous. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, no, you wouldn't. So don't do that shit. You know, I'm not saying that like a demon is the same as cancer, but like, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Though? In this like, world that you're in, yeah. something is happening that you can't explain. And again, uh -huh. he can't explain it. So he doesn't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. He's just so arrogant that if he can't understand it, he doesn't believe it's true. He, it can't possibly be happening. Katie also says that she's been having these visions since she was 13, mm -hmm. which is something that pops up now and again. So after all this shit about the Ouija board, Dr. Fredericks leaves. Mika calls him a fruit. I'm like, of course he does. Like, obviously, I don't think he's like trying to be homophobic. But again, he's just being dismissive and a douche. Like, he's either calling him something a little homophobic or he's just calling him a quack. Either way, like, he's just demeaning Katie again. He's putting down her choices, which was calling this guy over. And you know what? Katie even wants to, like, call the demonologist and, like, schedule an appointment. And he doesn't want to. Which, again, he's only trying to take his path out of this. Which is like, nigga, this isn't your problem. You don't know what you're dealing with. Like, she has more of an understanding of what's following her than you do. So maybe why don't you let her take the reins on her, mm -hmm. like, handling this? Yeah. So he tries to get Katie to sleep with him again by, you know, referring to more extracurricular activities. And she is like, no. And he's like, well, I could turn the camera off for 10 minutes. I'm like, that's all you need. You can make her come in 10 minutes. I do not think you can. 
Mm-mm. No. And then, like, he tries to film her pee. And she's like, can you stop? What is he trying to do here? It just seems like all he's trying to do is further traumatize her. Like, is there any interest in, whether you believe in the demon or not, in helping your girlfriend's mental state? Like, are you out for her interest at all? No, he's just stalking her with this camera and trying to be nasty or make fun of her. Like, <laughs> like none of this footage yeah. is to her advantage. It's either him trying to get his dick sucked on camera or, like, him fucking roasting ghosts. And it's like, bruh, <laughs> like, what the fuck? You just gonna gaslight me and then ask for head? I'll kill you. Yeah. This tape at this point should just be called, like, How Many Times Mika Gets Rejected. <laughs> because it's just a series of him uh-huh. being told, no, I'm not going to fuck you right now. <laughs> or at least not on camera. Speaking of, Mika puts the camera next to Katie when they're in bed and tries to film them having sex without her knowing it. But she sees the little red light on the camera and she calls his ass out. He tries to trick her by saying it's the standby light. I'm like, you really are pushing it like she caught you and you're trying to trick her again yeah he has no respect for her and then the camera comes back on and obviously they've just had sex and he's like oh the sex we had is probably illegal in kentucky and 12 other states or some shit no because my notes definitely say like first of all it says <laughs> why are these blankets so goddamn thin and and and, <laughs> and and I said, not them lying about their boring white people sex, because you know they wasn't doing nothing in there. It was like he was saying like that shit was illegal. I'm like, what kind of freaky fake sex is y'all having? Like this y'all is the most vanilla ass couple ever. Like she probably just tickled his butthole, and he was like, oh my god, we're so kinky. Um, I was thinking maybe she lets him like take his socks off. Like I don't know, like maybe keep <laughs> one on during it, or like she. <laughs> letting her ankles out or maybe she's showing shoulder i don't know but i was like it but i probably don't even stink in there <laughs> they, them thin ass blankets was hella dry <laughs> like it smells like disappointment yeah like nothing was going on they was not getting it popping but he had y'all under the, that's why she didn't want to film it she was like i'm not trying to let everybody see this embarrassing ass sex like with his gross ass mid two thousands boxers, Ugh. I was like, those were starchy. Ooh. Like, I feel like his dick looked like it was being chafed by those boxers. That was some rough material. Them, them cheap Kmart boxers. They looked like boxers. they were made out of tweed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. not cute. I was like, don't nobody want to see that. <laughs> that is just no, blaming their like, nasty sex uh, or lack yeah, of. That was like Cole's discount underwear. Ugh, ugh, the ghetto. <laughs> So now it's night number three. Yeah. And all that really happens to hear, or, oh, sorry. All that really happens to hear. So the door closes and opens. And this is where we get more of Mika's fucking arrogance because he's just, again, like wanting the ghost to show up. He's trying to provoke this ghost and Katie just wants it to go away. I mean, we've already gone over it, but he just can't seem to get, like, he's confusing me because he keeps saying that it's not real and doesn't want this to be his problem. But then every time it shows up, he like takes over the it's situation. It's more apart, yeah. Like everything is just about him. Yeah, it's no longer her moment. It's like, well, what what can I do about this situation? And blah, blah, blah. He's just inserting himself in some shit that he's not even interested in. It's very annoying. Yeah, when nothing's going on, it's only her problem. But when like something quote unquote exciting is happening then, like, Mika's got to be the one dealing with it. He's got to do something. And then he makes it about himself. Yeah. Then the next day, he's, like, reading out of these books. 
like um, about demonology and like psychics and spirits and stuff. And he's basically repeating like verbatim exactly what the psychic just said. And he's doing it in a way that makes it feel like he only believes this information now because he's saying it and because he's studied on it. You know what I mean? Like when mm-hmm. Katie brought him a source with information, he wasn't feeling it. But when he comes with a source for information, then it's like, okay, let's listen to this. And it's literally the same information they just got. But he, because he went out and sought it, it's like more important. It's so dumb. Yeah, he doesn't trust her research. He doesn't trust the person that she brought to the house. Like, yeah. he's very sexist. Like, the, the nothing the woman does is good enough for him. He's got to do it himself and then he can bring the real knowledge to her it's a real mansplaining situation for sure and then even when like in this next moment katie tries to establish some boundaries with this camera situation because she's like you're literally like antagonizing these this entity or whatever the fuck and uh it's just not helping the situation like i feel like it's hurting more than it's helping and he's like not listening at all like at all and then he blames her he's taunting her yeah, he's he blames her for not telling him until three years into the relationship and uses that as a way to say that he has a say to keep filming. And I'm like, this this is getting like a little bit of like some my body, my choice, like a man trying to like, I don't this clearly is not in this movie. Like they are not doing this on purpose, but like it is a little bit of the man being like, well, I helped make the baby and you didn't tell me about it, and I get to say what goes on with the baby's life. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like a deadbeat who wants nothing to do with it, but then when it, like, affects him, he takes control. And I'm like, dude, no, I fully, um, back off. I fully get what you mean by that. And like I said, mm-hmm. I'm not siding with this nigga by any means. However, bitch, you're not just going to be hiding uh, <laughs> dark forces <laughs> and shit from me. Like, yes, now I'm now I'm a part of this. Now I'm, I'm living with you, bitch. I'm, sh- <laughs> I'm sharing a three bedroom, like four bathroom um, with a pool in San Diego. And you don't really even have a job, but you have enough time. All this free time has you getting possessed. <laughs> like, I'm out here day trading. Her demon, her choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here day trading, making real money while you fucking have boring white girl bead parties and shit. And like fucking, <laughs> that's my next note, actually. Um, after like the next night or whatever, like. Yeah. Night five, Katie wakes up screaming from a nightmare and they go downstairs and find absolutely nothing. Yeah, this is really pointless because then the next <laughs> next pointless scene is, like I said, a boring white girl bee party. And Meek Mill plays back the audio that he recorded of the previous night. And it just we hear like demon gnarls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually kind of creepy. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, oh, God, y'all are so boring. You're a little fucking lame ass like because um katie's friend is like not feeling (laughs) meek's fucking suggestions of getting ouija board because he talks about it and she's like oh fuck no no katie and i think her name is amber Mm -hmm. neither of them are having it they're Mm -hmm. like no do not bring the Ouija board over. <laughs> also, Amber looks like Detox. <laughs> no judgment. She, she just looks like Detox. I see it. She also looks like the bitch from um, all my Housewives fans, the bitch from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Camille's friend on the first season. She was that psychic who was smoking that e-cigarette. Oh, Allison. Yeah, the lady with the red Allison. hair. Uh-huh. That's yeah, who, she looks like I her. Can't. And she also looks like my old roommate lady. I won't say her name. Actually, I will say her name, Deborah. 
<laughs> and her little witch friends. <laughs> they, uh, they just have their little seances and shit. <laughs> she looks just like them. <laughs> like goth Reba McIntyre. <laughs> Selling shit at the uh, farmer's market. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah they totally sell their bullshit at the ov farmer's market for like 90 dollars for their crappy bracelets because people feel bad <laughs> i guess they- <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're sad little old white ladies <laughs> they're like she only eats seaweed she needs our money <laughs> <laughs> for her our thirty cans the beard work it hurts oh no okay okay (laughs) hell bound we are yes oh my god totally so yeah katie and detox protest the ouija board (laughs) (laughs) fiercely yeah and she katie says that the camera stuff is done if he gets a ouija board and we all know he's gonna get the fucking ouija board because he do what he want to do and been doing it true he doesn't give a shit so later that night, Mika taunts the demon with the camera. Such a such a sensitive man. And now we're at night 13, September 30th. So Katie hears a creak and wakes up. And then there's like a ghost roar, which is actually, it was a good sound effect. It actually sounds like when I projectile vomited from the first time I drank a four loco. <laughs> it was the blue one. And I was just like, <gasps> Just like <laughs> heaving. <laughs> I thought it was maybe one of the, the dead lions from the San Diego Zoo that was abused and got... No, I'm kidding. The San Diego Zoo treats their lions very well. Do they? Oh my God. What do you know that we don't? I don't know. I, I know nothing. I'm just saying that because I don't want to defame the San Diego Zoo. Though they do. Ooh, there is some shady shit that goes on at the San Diego I'm not saying it. But I'm just going to leave it there. Tell me after the show. We can, I want some zoo tea. We got some zoo tea. Ooh, child. We got some piping hot zoo <laughs> tea. We are so washed. Look at us over 30 talking about what's happening at the zoo. The controversial things out at the zoo. <laughs> oh, my God. Our lives are so fucking exciting. Fucking wash press and put is the hot. fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Need from Catfish is just mocking his girlfriend because the demonic yell happens along with this thud and the next day like he he's just not taking her seriously like she's legitimately freaked out by all of this and he's like well maybe i can get a new gadget to do this a new get a new gadget to do that and then i'll do <sighs> set up booby traps over here yeah. and she's like yeah. bruh Yeah, she's questioning the camera at this point again. She's like, no, things just keep getting worse. Can we stop fucking filming? Like, you're making the demon mad. But he's, like, so obsessed with, like, preserving his legacy. Like, he really thinks that every mundane detail of his life needs to be on camera. And it's, like, just in the off chance to him that this works out, he'll have had it on camera. And he could take all the glory. But if not, he just gets to say that she's crazy. And he just... He's trying to have his cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. And he's clearly, again, just concerned with himself. And I'm like, this movie, I do like this movie, but it really makes this point about his selfishness a lot. This guy is just awful. Everything he does is selfish. Everything he says makes me cringe. Mm-hmm. 
He really is. He's like a big man, baby. No, a thousand percent. Um, I also said the home decor is so pure one imports in 2006 because everything in there is ugly. It's all ugly. It's so ugly. No, these color. Yeah, I think we talked about the color scheme already, but my God, it's just it's the worst earth tones. It's just like they don't put the right things next to each other. Based <laughs> <on the color. laughs> Like, it just, it's everywhere. There's, like, a brown thing here, a tan thing here, a white thing here. They don't put the right things next to each other. That is funny. There's no gradient. Uh-uh. The color story is muddled. Mm-mm. So, um, she, the next night, what is this night? Well, before the, before we get the title card for night 15, Micah does his fucking EDP experiment where he asks the demon questions. One of the questions he asks the demon is, what is its favorite color? And I wish the demon just out loud was like, pink. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it just talked talk to him. <laughs> None like, of this shit Chartreuse. in this house. The opposite <laughs> yeah. or whatever colors y'all using. Like None of these drab ass colors. The only colors in this house are like mud, snow, and shit. Yeah. That's everything ugly. that they have. That's all that they have. Yeah. But Mike, Mika, Mika, I keep calling him fucking Micah. Mika goes back to the his computer and he plays the audio back of his stupid test. And he sees a spike in the audio after he asks the demon if it would rather him communicate with a Ouija board. And we're like, what is this idiot about to do? Curious white people, You know what he's about to do. Curious white boys, man. They need to stop. Leave it alone. White people are always so... I mean, I'm not. But other (laughs) white... I mean, okay. I am a little bit... Oh, goddamn. God, I flame these people so bad, but I would totally be the white asshole in one of these movies... Being like, where's the ghost? Where are you, ghost? I know I would. I hate it. I'm flaming on him so bad. I'm projecting. Because you question I would be like, everything. Where's that ghost at? Yeah. You, I do. You question it. everything, friend. But it's because oh, you're trying to get, you're trying to, get to the idiot. rut of the, uh, of the bullshit. The rut of the tut? <laughs> yeah, you're trying to get to oh, the rut of the bullshit. God. But now we're at night 15, October 2nd. Yep. This is where shit kicks up. Yeah, it gets really intense here because she like wakes up and like sleepwalks to get. Well, first she like stands up and then she's just standing over him when he's like tossing and turning in them thin ass sheets. Yeah, she's like. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I noticed, though, because she does this again and both times it's for 90 minutes. If you look at the, I watched. Yeah, I'm like, it's almost an hour or over an hour, I said. And I'm like, 90 minutes is an hour and a half. Is that another? I'm, I'm, I'm really stretching for this 13. Oh, <laughs> One hour and 30 oh. minutes. Yeah, okay, you are. There's a 13 somewhere in here. You are doing the <laughs> Michael Jordan Space Jam reach for that 13, friend. <laughs> is, is 90 divisible by 13? Bruh, let it go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> It is not. Uh, but yeah, she's like standing over him and uh, he's like tossing and turning, but she leaves the room like still quote unquote asleep, which is super sketchy. And he at one point like notices she's gone and he's like, what the fuck? Katie, Katie, Katie's calling all around. He ends up going downstairs to look for her and he's looking all around. This is kind of creepy because it's just like that nighttime shit. And... He ends up finding Wait, her. Is this in? Is this in night vision? Is no, this green? it's not. But when he like looks out on the patio initially, or the backyard, the light reflecting from the camera on the 
glass. It's creepy as fuck. Mm -hmm. Um, But she, he finds her on a swing in the backyard, just like outside being weird is what I said. Um. (laughs) Yeah. Cause she doesn't want to go inside and she tells him to go away. Yeah. And it's, he's like, it's freezing out here. I'm going to go get some blankets and come back. And then she's like, no, I'll go inside. And then the next day, Oh no, that's the same night. He goes upstairs and the fucking TV turns on by itself. Like the fucking ring. And Katie comes back inside. I was like, is Samara here? Where's the well? Okay. Our girl Samara is back. <laughs> she bites. This house must have been built over the well. They yeah. moved the well to California and this house was built on it. Samara like, new bitch, new location, new me, who this? But I also made a note. I'm like, okay, so this is 2006. To quote you a little bit, this TV has too much of a booty. <laughs> To be in 2006 and a house as nice as this. <laughs> I know they have all this ugly TV. ass furniture. It's expensive, but ugly ass furniture. And they have this like 1998 TV. Uh-uh, don't do me. Because in 2006, I think I still had a little TV with a booty on it. I had at least one TV in a house with a booty too. on it. Don't be judging us. I had DVDs. You know, like I still have DVDs. I still watch DVDs. Yeah. I have the DVD version of Netflix. They send me DVDs in the mail still. Bruh, that is like ancient times. No one would believe you. You have a relic. Post it on the Queer Horror High page so people believe you. I have to get the next DVD in the mail because I just sent it out yesterday. You guys, Chris is keeping the USPS alive. Okay, so maybe maybe my remembrance of TV sizes is slightly askew. But for some reason, I was like, this house is so big, I thought that they would have a flat screen. But maybe flat screens weren't as big in 2006. Uh, don't be um, shaming people with TVs with booty. Somebody might be still having one that's listening. <laughs> that's true. I had like a little white 13-inch TV until I was like 25. <laughs> Well, it's like 24 until I moved to California. Uh, it was so tiny, but I love that beginnings. little TV. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, f- I first saw Oops, I Did It Again on that TV. Okay? Oh my God, <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> so the next morning, Katie remembers absolutely nothing. Mika calls her a weirdo, but she also asks, like, did I talk? And he's like, no, not really. And I'm like... Yes, she did. She, hella she spoke stuff. actual words to you. Yeah. She said, I w- don't want to go inside and go away. I'm like, he probably just didn't want to tell her that she told him to go, go away. away. I'm like, you sneaky motherfucker. <laughs> He's like scared she was possessed when she said it. <laughs> that like, she, yeah. she said that shit with her chest and she meant it. Nigga, go away. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost is breaking them she up for the benefit of Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I honestly think that might be what is happening here. Because the demon is this not ghost is a jealous ass demon. motherfucker. Yeah, he's like, we are not fucking with him. This is the thruple from hell. <laughs> They're not in a good triangle. So he got a fucking Ouija board. We're just gonna get right to the chase. He got a fucking Ouija board like a maniac yeah. and an asshole. He's mocking the demons, especially. Well, and he he got the Ouija board right after convincing her to not call Dr. The demonologist. Whatever the fuck. The demonologist. I'm like, you asshole. You only got her to not do that so you could get this and get your way first. Control freak. 
He is a control freak. Disgusting. So this whack-ass nigga gets this Ouija board. And I said, at this point, he gets everything that's coming to him. Whatever happens, happens. And I don't give a fuck. I was like, I hope the demons jump him. And I hope that Katie helps. I hope they <laughs> yeah. all get up on him and beat his ass. <laughs> uh, yeah. And she finds out because he's, he's like fucking around. Okay, so before you even describe what happens in the movie, I'm going to let y'all in on something. Don't fuck with Ouija boards. And if you're stupid enough to get a Ouija board, don't touch the shit. And if you, like, greet it or, like, whatever you start, you have to finish with Ouija boards. So as soon as you, like, say hello, you better make sure you fucking say goodbye when you're done with it. Because if you don't, that shit's open. And whatever happens in this movie is exactly what happens in real life. Don't be dumb. Don't fuck around with Ouija boards. But anyways, this nigga. Maybe that's why my life has turned out the way it was, the way it has. Because I have, I totally fucked with Ouija boards when I was a kid. I had a demon on my shoulder for twenty five years. But Katie is angry. This is the first time we see her like really fucking let him have it. Yeah. But this asshole tries to get around the fact that he bought a Ouija board by saying, I didn't buy it. I borrowed it. And I only promised you that I wouldn't buy it. If I were her, I would have taken the heaviest piece of ugly crystal in that house and cracked him across the face with it. Because this is now like real gaslighting. Uh Like he is manipulating her so intensely and he's always playing it as if it's a joke. It's maddening. The more you laugh at it, the more it makes her feel like, oh, am I really being too much? Am I not, am I like overreacting? Like that type of shit is serious. Like I know it's just a fucking movie, but my God, this guy just drove me up a wall. Because like people take that shit seriously and you can't just, when the psychic is telling you like, hey, this is this. And the books that you're reading are saying something like, You just go ahead and do what you want to do. And you think, again, this isn't like you're fucking around with some person. You are fucking around with some shit you are unfamiliar with that every human is really unfamiliar with, if you think about it. Because that's the serious Mm -hmm. part about demons and spirits and shit is we don't really know what that shit is. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you can't see shit. But yeah, she cusses him out and calls him everything but a child of God, which I truly love because she tells him to ditch the board. She makes him leave. Yeah, because they have to get out. They actually leave the house. Yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty sure she put him on pussy probation. Like, he wasn't getting none for the rest of the year or some shit. Not like she was giving it up like that anyway. But I was going to say... No more boring white people sex that we have to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or not watch. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. But he Mm. leaves the board but keeps the planchet on it, on the table. And that shit moves. Mm -hmm. And as it moves, it sets the Ouija board on fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you see, like, the plants are rustling in the background. You see, like, it looks like there's, like, wind blowing in there. And, yeah, like, the fucking, I think, cursor is what they call it. I wrote little Ouija thingy. <laughs> like, <laughs> it a burns a message yeah. into the, I mean, it didn't burn, a, it, like, it burned the board as it left a message by the cursor going over certain letters. Mm-hmm. So when they get home from that, Katie sees it on the, well, they both see it on the table and Katie's like, I am fucking done. No more fucking camera. And Katie kicks his ass out of their bedroom. And as she kicks him out of the bedroom, he just laughs. Mm -hmm. He really just thinks it's funny. Like, okay, in real life, I'm not sure how I feel about ghosts and demons. How the fuck ever, if I had 
gotten a Ouija board, had already provoked a fucking demon, and I got home, and the thing had set itself on fire, and I knew no one was there, I would be like, okay, I'm done fucking with this shit. Right. This guy is just laughing through everything. And this is where we get Mika's, like, half-assed fucking apology. He, like, swears to follow Katie's camera rules and to, like, not actively piss off the demon. But again, he's, like, rolling his eyes. He clearly isn't taking it seriously. And then he tries to fuck her again. And she just says, good night. Mm-hmm. And she ices his ass, rightfully so. Yeah, I'm like, this just seems like some fuckboy shit that you do when you just start dating. These people have been in a relationship for three years and he's just acting like, I don't know, they're in the honeymoon phase. Like, he just, like he, he needs to get his dick wet every five seconds. And I'm like, not that the sex life needs to die the longer you go into the relationship. Not at all. But, like, you should know her better at this point, and you guys are going through something really intense. Hella. At least something that she believes. Oh, my God, don't you? I just want to hit him. Uh, duh, fool. (laughs) It's the worst. He's the worst. But I just keep saying he has a death wish, because he does. But she makes this nigga take an oath. She was, like, straight up, I need you to take an oath. Yeah. You are Mm -hmm. done fucking around. Yeah, but in the morning, though, he is back trying to figure out the message he's like it's either like a name like diane or nadine or some some fucking shit with those letters in it and katie is just like get the fucking ouija board out of my goddamn face right she's like i am not having it you made an oath can you just drop the fucking ouija board already absolutely not he's a man he can't drop anything he gets her to make a deal that's like if Mika's next experiment doesn't work, uh, then they'll finally call the demonologist. I'm like, she wanted to do the demonologist like in this timeline like two weeks ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's still doing more shit. So he puts like baby powder down to do like a footprint test. I'm like, what this is like ghost hunting 101. This is like ghost hunting for babies. This mm-hmm. is the 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 cliff notes fucking version of like to catch a fucking ghost. I was like, you know, I'm going to be messing up my floors trying to play Ghostbusters and shit. Nigga, clean all this up. I'm called the demon man. I'm like, talcum powder can fuck some shit up, okay? You're not supposed to put that on your skin. I doubt they're using cornstarch. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) And then, like, okay, as he's putting it down, this is really where you see his, like, dude bro toxic bullshit come out because he's like, nobody comes in my house, fucks with my girlfriend and gets away with it. And I'm like, it's almost hard to tell if he's actually being serious or if he's trying to be so broy in front of her to make her feel stupid again. Either way, I'm annoyed. I'm, I'm like, like, shut up. I'm like, dude, she's been getting her whole, like, followed her whole life by this demonic entity. Um, and you sitting over here like, but nah, I'm built different. Like, no, no, the fuck you aren't. You are not made for this. You are not cut from the right cloth to be handling a fucking demon no he's losing his cool already of any caliber dude you can barely handle your own demons like fuck dude he's oh god such a buzzkill she's been handling this demon pretty well it seems for the last however many years 15 20 years and he's been around it for two weeks and he's cracking like an egg yeah he can't handle it so, um, his little experiment works because the next night, which is what night, what? 17, October 4th, they hear footsteps and they see them in the powder, but they're going into the room, but not out. So Mika's like, I'm going to fucking go see what it is. She's of course protesting. And he's like, he's like, I don't care what you think at all. 
I am going out there and we are going to find out what this is. I think he's like, it's my house. I'll handle it. I'm like, okay, of course you fucking think that. He's the man of the house. Sure. They trace the footsteps backwards and it looks like they start from their attic. Like there's a little closet where their attic go, you know, there's like a, a hole in the ceiling for their attic. So he sticks the camera up there, of course, and he sees something like stuck in the insular foam. And it's an old, like burnt picture of Katie in front of her old house. If he doesn't fucking believe that some weird shit's going on after this, it's like, please just kill him now. Mika also tells Katie that, like, where the picture was located in the attic was directly over their bed. So I'm like, is this demon jealous? Yeah. I feel like that's like the the bed's where they fuck. The demon's like, "Uh uh-uh, nobody fucking Katie but me. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what the demon's getting at. (laughs) yeah katie wants to call the doctor again and mika says he has it under control he's you know it's fair his his experiment did work but he didn't say that if it worked that they would definitely not call the demonologist he only said that if it didn't work they would so i mean you know you could take it either way but she's like you are not making progress Rewatching that footage though it was actually pretty scary like Looking at the the footprints mm-hmm. like appear on the fuck that shit would scare yeah, the shit out was. of me. It was super fucking scary. I remember seeing that um, in real time, and that part scared me a lot. But what about this? To him, says I have control. He has control of nothing. It's just okay. Your experiment worked. How are you in control though? You didn't catch the ghost. You just saw that it was there. And she calls him an idiot for thinking that he's made anything better. And I'm right. like, she is sassing the shit out of him. She actually, she calls him powerless. Yeah. And he says, that's not true. And she's like, get over it. And I'm like, she, she's noticing how egotistical he is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like she must've known, but she's kind of just been not letting him get away with it, but not really calling him out. Cause I guess she's been too preoccupied with the actual demon, but she's got two demons living with her. Right. The supernatural demon and this fucker. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. For sure. Now she's telling this demon to fuck off. Yeah, for sure. They end up calling the, oh yeah, they did call the demon hunter dude, but he didn't answer or like he was out of town or something. Yeah, he's like away. They don't really explain yeah, it. Yeah. They just say he, he's not available. So now we're at night 18, October 5th. And this time, this shit is like crank the fuck up because it's bike. Like, and this time the demon is um, <laughs> turning on lights and probably making sandwiches in the kitchen and fucking, <laughs> and fucking using the, the paper towels and, and taking a shower and shit. Like, Ordering shit on pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sitting in a good lazy boy chair. Like, yeah. but it's moved in. He's purchasing movies on Showtime. <laughs> yeah. He's fully moved in. He's slamming doors and shit because he can't find the um, fucking... The good sodas. <laughs> somebody somebody drank <laughs> no, all. No, the good sodas are in the garage. Yeah. They're in the garage. They're not in the <laughs> fridge and they're not cold. <laughs> he's pissed. Nope. So he's fucking slamming doors. They're in the garage under the dartboard. Yeah. He's slamming doors pissed because there's no ice in the ice machine. Somebody turned it off because <laughs> I got scared. He forgot that he turned it off, remember? Right, <laughs> right, right. And then Mika, Meek Mill goes to investigate some more. Who's there? Nigga, a death wish. That's who. What the fuck? He's like, you're going to fuck with us? And I'm pretty sure, yes, the demon is going to fuck with you. It's been fucking with you. Yeah. You're going to ask it if it's going to fuck with you when it's fucked with you like 30 times? (laughs) God, it's like. Yes, 
it's gonna fuck with you. Like, nigga, do you want some more? <laughs> Mother, may I have another? <laughs> may I have some more, please? Like, you are literally asking for more, and he is giving it to you. Katie is shook. She is fucking shook, though. And I'm like, bitch, me too. The fuck? Because this is probably, like, the most climactic it's gotten thus far, as far as, like, mm-hmm. motion at night and stuff. And from here, it just kind of, like, continues to take off. But this is, like, where it really amps up. Yeah, she doesn't want to go back to bed. Well, no, because the ghost is making his rounds through the house. It's, like, going to every... I'm running through your nigga house like the Tomb Raider, bitch. Like, <laughs> fucking going in each and every room, doing the fucking Goldilocks and the Three Bears, making sure the, the fucking bed is comfortable. I want to know who's sleeping in mm-hmm. here, what's going on over there. Like, this is our house Well, then now. why is he in their bedroom with their thin-ass comforter he doesn't want to sleep in there all the other beds have like nice comforters and shit and they just got that thin ass sheet i'm like y'all couldn't afford the third bedroom like your own what the fuck that's like that's the duvet cover with no duvet in it yeah it's like they forgot to put the blanket in the cover they're like we'll just make do i don't know but um yeah dude like this is like when it really amps up and it's getting super super freaky and scary and I'm just like, the ghost was like, tonight we having a party, y'all. We been a fucking turn up. (laughs) Katie tries to go downstairs, but then they hear noises down there. So she's like, okay, well, I guess we'll go to bed after all. And then this night cuts as they're like sitting in bed, holding each other. They're on team no sleep. The next day we get our first day haunting. They're in the kitchen, like, I don't know, eating dinner, lunch, maybe lunch. And they hear like a huge fucking bang. From upstairs, they go upstairs and a picture of them is cracked, but it's cracked over Mika's face. And I'm like, this ghost that wants Katie wants to get rid of you. Yeah. Are you not understanding this? This ghost is jealous. It wants Katie and it wants you dead. And he's so arrogant. Did you notice he noticed that immediately? He was like, why is it scratched over my face? What's wrong with my face? Yeah, it's like, cracked over my face. I'm like, oh, bruh. But yes, rightfully so, nigga. He's trying to get you to fuck up out of here. We don't want you in this bitch. Because mm-hmm. then my notes say, bitch, she done broke the picture. But like right after this happens, Mika checks the shower. Do you still think it's a person doing this? He really still thinks it's a person and not a demon. Demons don't shower. The demon is not hiding in the shower. Like he really at this point does not. He still doesn't believe it. After all that shit with the fucking footprints in the powder with the picture over the bed with all these noises like and the door slamming in front of his face you pull back the shower curtain and the demon's like ah you got me <laughs> you found the demon me just wrong. like washing under its armpits being like sorry i stink yeah <laughs> <laughs> like uh, my bad <laughs> this was fun like i'm gonna get up out of here y'all sorry sorry for running up your light bill <laughs> what <laughs> bruh like what yeah, the, the water bill's gonna be a little high this month yeah but like <laughs> then this is where it gets real scary because it's during the daytime he didn't breathe on this bitch that's what my notes say yeah. <laughs> oh yeah he didn't breathe hard on this bitch katie is standing still and she's like i can feel it i can feel it i can feel him i can feel whatever it is like on me it's on me and he's like what are you talking about and then her hair just moves and it's like he, like it's breathing on me and it's fucking terrifying and so who do they call the psychic nigga i try to say like ghostbusters but psychic nigga. <laughs> <laughs> well he doesn't bust shit yeah. because dr frederick's comes back and like 
he walks into this house for about a second and is like, this energy, like, he basically, like, the energy in this house is so fucking bad that I have to leave right now. Like, he's like, this demon is gonna kill me. It is upset at my presence. Do you know what it was? It was the scene on Friday when Red and his dad go to confront Debo about the bike and Debo knocks Red out and then he looks at Red's father like, you want some of this two old man? And he's like, no. And he gets right back in the car. Because <laughs> he is not happy. Yeah, he yet. just straight up leaves. He he doesn't yeah, no. even like really give a shit about what like, they have to say. He's, he's like, bye. Like, it doesn't want me here. I am not doing this. Um, He's like, peace, good luck. Call he somehow priest. gets even whiter. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. But then the next night happens. I forgot what night number are we at? 19, 20? Night 19, mm-hmm. October 6th. That's my parents' anniversary. Bruh, these niggas is in bed. They're laying down, sleeping. Good sleep, too. And it's Katie's side. And them thin-ass sheets. Fucking, mm. they peel back them little Target sheets. And <laughs> this demon is in bed with them. After the demon gets in bed with them, it's like, it looks like it's probably caressing her or something. Mm-hmm. And then she she wakes up. And oh, the breathing Mika's happens. Mika's just like, yeah, Mika's like not, he's like, what happened, well, you know. And she's like, no, I felt breathing, it's still here. Mm-hmm. And then in the morning they wake up and she felt like she was still being watched. And that's creepy. She felt like, so it's like, what was the demon doing all night? I hope, I wish it, why doesn't it just poison him? <laughs> like, this demon's a little slow. We can get rid of him a little faster. But I think that's like the the part of it where it's like phasing Meek at all. Yeah, it's like the demon is almost giving him so many chances to get out of there and he just won't listen. Yeah, and it's more like psychological terror on Katie than Meek, Mika because like she's the only one affected by all of this. It's crazy because it's like he just does not even try to give a fuck. Well, no, at this point, the demon is just breaking her down. Yeah. It needs to break her down to be able to use her. Mm-hmm. So, and Mika's selfish behavior is definitely not helping. So Mika then like goes on the internet and he finds this woman, Diane, that had gone through the same paranormal stuff as Katie in the 1960s. And he shows Katie that an exorcist or whatever made Diane's situation worse. So he he's basically just trying to, I guess, convince Katie again, like further convince Katie, no more mediums, no more exorcists or demonologists, whatever. Like he keeps trying to push what he wants to do on her. And Katie's like, how did Diane die? And they don't exactly say, but it looks like she was fucking mutilated. Mm-hmm. Like she, it looked like she died in her sleep and was just packed the fuck up. She was tore up and they're both shook. But Micah just goes right back to filming her. He keeps putting the camera in her damn face. She's like, I want to study. And she tells him that him and his camera are the problem. Then he pisses her off again because he's like, no, you brought the demon into the house. And she's like, shut up. And I'm like, okay, they're really fighting now. Like, Micah just, Micah, Micah, what? Mika, Mika, Micah. Mm Mm-hmm. Micah just, Mika, oh my God, I keep saying Micah. Mika just can't, he just can't get any of this shit through his fucking thick ass skater bro skull <laughs> and yeah that she just like breaks down crying he, he goes upstairs and she has just broken down crying in the hallway because he is just driving her fucking insane 
So he tries to console her, and I'm like, oh, God. He's just, he's breaking her down in the consoling her. It's so manipulative. Like, I don't know if he's trying to be manipulative, but that's what he's doing. And now we're at night 20. This is where the demon gets a little violent. We just see a shot of them sleeping. We see this fucking demon shadow, and that shit is actually legitimately scary. And all of a sudden, Katie is just dragged feet first out of the fucking bed and right out of the damn room and the door slams. So Mika goes and fucking runs out there and you like hear a struggle. Like he's like, let her go. And he's clearly like yelling at the demon and shit. I'm like, oh shit, this demon is like fucking them up out there. But you know what I realized? Like that fight and like this like tension that they've had building between them with this like rift between them, that has been fucking feeding the shit out of this demon because that's what the psychic said, that negative energy feeds yeah, it. That's so true. this demon has been eating. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's probably why this night got so aggressive because they she's just so oh, right. yeah, fucking exactly. pissed at him at this point. See, I, now my, my mind keeps changing about what the demon is supposed to symbolize. And now I'm like, it's like a personification of her rage, maybe. Maybe some shit went down in her house with her sister, you know, with their family back in the day when all the shit happened and the house set on fire. And maybe now this relationship isn't working out because he's not listening to her. And this is her like feminine rage. Mm -hmm. It's like the demon is Popeye and and their arguing is it's spinach. (laughs) And it had enough. Oh, God, that was terrible. Oh, yikes. Uh, yikes more washed jokes, guys. Sorry. (laughs) We are trying our best here. Yeah, I just think that that negative energy shit is just like really, that's how we get these more intense because it's like right after they um, just start to argue more and the tension builds and the more he doubts her, the angrier she gets and this demon gets stronger from that. And the next morning she's like laying down and again, he's got this camera and he's like, can I just, he, I forgot what he says, but it's super predatory and annoying because he's like, can I just, you know, for more evidence like can i see your bite or like the the oh yeah okay he's like can i can i see your wound and it looks like a bite Mm -hmm. it's like on her back or like ribs area Mm -hmm. it looks like jasmine masters took a bite out of her and (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) Ah, because she got the big horse teeth (laughs) but yeah there's a massive bite on her back and it's fucking weird and Obviously, it looks painful. He tries to touch it, and she's like, ow. Then he, like, finds her sitting down. Is this the next day when he finds her with that cross in her hand or whatever the fuck? Yeah, because now Mika wants to leave, I think. Like, he's like, let's go to the hotel. After all this time, Katie wants to leave. Now he's like, okay, we could finally go to the hotel. And he sees Katie, like, passed out sitting down with the crucifix in her hands but she's holding it so fucking tight that her hands are bleeding Mm -hmm. and then he's like i'm taking care of this right now and my notes just say sure jan all the shit that you've been doing to take care of things has really been working out (laughs) sure girl i'm sure you got it (laughs) yeah so he, he goes and he just like lights a fire and he's like fuck this shit i'm done and with his camera, he zooms in on the fire. I'm like, I'm like nigga, are you fly. dumb? First of all, you're burning a Ouija board. Yes, obviously, you're fucking dumb. But that, like, that's not helping anything. Everything you have done has been Ugh. the exact opposite of helpful, my nigga. And you deserve everything that's I, coming. I'm like, the ghost 
This demon is probably looking over your shoulder and he sees you zooming in. He knows you are taunting him. Are you not getting it? Like he still thinks that he is more powerful than this demonic entity. This demon is like Brenda from Scary Movie. I got you on candy camera. What now? I got you. And it's <laughs> fucking watching you. Like, don't play. Stop playing with me. I'll knock all this shit over. Literally. Yeah. So the next morning, things got a little strange because Katie doesn't want to leave. She doesn't want to go to the hotel anymore. And Mika is really confused and he's angry. And I'm like, this demon has, it doesn't seem like she's possessed by the demon to me at this point. It seems like the demon has threatened her. Like it's whispered in her ear again. Like it feels like it's gotten to her in some way. No, my notes say this bitch extra haunted now because okay. my, my notes throughout it from beginning to end every so often, not only does it repeatedly say, damn, they got some thin ass sheets, but it also say, damn, this bitch haunted. And now my notes finally say, this bitch extra haunted. Now, demonic possession can come into fruition in all ways. It could be subtle. It's the daytime. Remember in Insidious and shit and The Conjuring, a lot of those times, like the mom in The Conjuring was playing it low-key a lot of the movie, and then we later realized that like, oh, shit is not low-key no more. You know what I mean? No, that's true. But Mika, when Mika leaves, Katie says, I think we'll be okay now. Yeah, because she's I feel possessed. like she's talking. But I think she's talking to the demon. You no. don't think she's talking to the demon? The demon is talking through Katie. But to who? Because Mika has left the room. To the camera. Because he, the demon knows Mika's going to watch that footage. She specifically looked at the camera when she said that shit. So she knows Mika's going to watch that footage. That's that's true. But when I was watching it last night, for some reason, it didn't strike me that way. It struck me as like the demon is breaking her down enough and they're like making their pact and the demon is ready to go inside her. No. And that it's like threatened she, her. Okay. She is already, I think that's what that bite was because the demons already make contact with her in several different ways. And like mm -hmm. the psychological breakdown that we've seen is just like the perfect amount of weakness to get her to invade her space. Because we've seen that in every possession trope you know like you get your host to be super weak in the mind so that you can overtake the mind and then when you take over the mind you can take over the body and i think now we're at the point of where the body oh, yeah. is being taken over taken over and it's subtle because it's initial you know what i mean it's the very beginning of it and the the right. host isn't okay. fully consumed in the demon's full potential yet and so, mm -hmm. um, again, feeding off. Oh, yeah, the it's like she's going in and out of it. Yeah. And like, again, feeding off the negativity, there needs to be more chaos created in order for it to like right. really get a grip on her. You know what I mean? And that's even even when she says, I think we'll be OK now. If you go back and listen to it, it's in a, like a distorted voice. Maybe the demon is actually saying it through her to the camera for Katie. And not for Mika. Both, even. I mean, either way, the demon is in Katie at this point and speaking through her. Okay. It's a it's a vessel, you know what well, I mean? Well, Mika's not going to be okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and like I said, if you go back and listen, the audio, when she says we'll be okay, it's in like a demonic, like voice or whatever like it's a kind of like whisper voice. yeah yeah but it's it's distorted like the, how the audio was when it was like that gnarling sound okay. that mm. this the same sound that she makes at the very end too the next night she like pops up yeah we're at night 21 and yeah she just like sits up like fucking 
a vampire would out of the coffin. <laughs> she kind of looks like um, she pops up like how how Candy Burris does in the you and that uh, monkey or you and that booty video. <laughs> <laughs> she pops up out of nowhere. Yeah, it's very hilarious. But <laughs> shout out to T Pain and E Forty. This time, Katie walks all the way around the bed. Yeah, this and part's stands scary. right over him, and the blanket pulls off of him without her doing it. So uh-huh. it's like she's moving it telepathically. Yep. And again, she stares over him for ninety minutes. I was like, she stood over and him over like the fuck out. two episodes worth of a Law and Order SVU. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But Katie goes, clearly she goes downstairs and she just fucking screams bloody murder at this point. She's screaming for Mika. He runs down there and just screams, oh my God. And then nothing. Boom, yeah. Silence. Nothing. And we're like, is Mika dead? And then you hear the scariest footprint, like the footsteps approaching because you just do not know what's mm-hmm. coming at this point. And so far apart from each other, it's just like, doom, doom. Yeah, the camera is still fixed. It's still in their in the bedroom corner, looking yeah. out the bedroom door towards the hallway. Which is dark. Where the stairs are coming up. Which is black. Yeah. And you just hear the footsteps for about, like, I don't know, a minute or half a minute, a minute. Half a minute, yeah. And then Mika's body just flies at the fucking camera and slams onto the floor. And as it slams onto the floor, you see Katie standing in the doorway. And she is covered in blood. Covered. And you're like, whose blood is that? It's probably his, mm-hmm. because if that was her blood, I don't know if she'd still be standing, because it's all over her. Mm-hmm. And she just approaches his fucking limp-ass body and bends down, and it looks like she's whispering into his ear, or, like, biting him. I'm not sniffing sure. Him. We can't really tell what she's doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. sniffing him, whispering, biting, like, she seems to be enjoying her fresh kill, or she's finishing him off in this moment. And then we just get the the last text. That Mika's body was discovered on October 11th, and Katie's whereabouts remain unknown. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, and I'm like, I know that they were not saying this in 2007, but it is just like, toxic masculinity will get (laughs) you killed. Stop filming shit when there are demons are present, and your girlfriend is like, stop filming these demons. Well, uh, this is, I mean, we're going to talk about this movie, um soon but later but it reminds me of uh what's her face's really shitty boyfriend in midsomar oh yeah florence P- i forget what their characters names are in the in the movie mm-hmm. i think but his name is uh christian it, oh yeah you're right no it was mm-hmm. christian my god that movie was a little more i mean you know it was made later there was a little more effort put into the writing i would say of midsomar so it's much more subtle and it's a really good buildup in that movie for his character to how manipulative he is. I feel like, unfortunately with Midsummer, I feel like a lot of straight guys would watch that movie and be like, what'd he do that was so bad? You know, like, in this movie, it's very obvious. I don't know, because I feel like a lot of dudes would be the same way with this movie because he was, like, obviously mocking would. her, but... Again, my argument stands strong, bitch. She wasn't saying shit for three years, and as a partner, if you're if we're doing this whole trust you, trust me thing, that's some sensitive information you want me to take serious, and you haven't told me over three years. But again, like I don't know, men just don't be picking up on shit like that. And even if even if it was something way more serious, because like 
I had an ex who used to make fun of like my lupus flare ups all the time. Like men are assholes sometimes. Oh. Yeah, it's disgusting. Like, and it's not all men are assholes. Obviously, that's not what I'm saying. But like jerk off dudes like this, like they're oblivious to like everything. And I think that both movies and there this comes up a bunch in all kinds of movies. Even in the Devil Wears Prada, the real villain in that movie was uh what's her fate Anne Hathaway's boyfriend. The boyfriend. He was a hater ass nigga. Yeah, Adrian Grenier. Yeah, he sucked. He was a hater ass nigga. And it's always just like niggas who don't take us seriously and don't wanna like hear our side of shit and think that they know better mansplain and like I've got it all figured mm-hmm. out and they'll get you figured out right into the grave. And that's why I'm always here for the unhinged final girl mm-hmm. who ends up just being fucking fully possessed and go well, crazy. Right, like Katie's bar was so low. Mika was such a shitty ass boyfriend that Katie would rather, she, she chose the demon. Yeah. Like straight up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, not literally, but at the end of the day, her bar was so low from probably all the terrible men that she dated, including fucking Mika mm-hmm. and his mansplaining, non-listening ass that she was like, you know what? I'll take the fucking demon. I'll take my chances with Beelzebub. Well, that's not a demon. <laughs> you know, whatever. No, it's real talk though. And like, I don't know. I just hated him so much more when I watched it this time around because I did kind of look at it through that lens. Like, why weren't you supportive in any sort of way? You didn't even try to believe her or like you didn't even try to hear her out on most of this. And she has the most experience with it. I mean, this is her damn demon. Nigga, I know my demons. We cool. Yeah, he didn't even pretend to really placate her. Like, yeah, he did go along with some of the things that she wanted, but placating would mean entertainment. that you didn't. Yeah, that you didn't rag on her the whole time you were doing it. That's not really placating someone. I mean, not that placating is great. But, like, at least it shows that you're Kind of care, yeah. Yeah, he just, he, no. Nothing that he did was kind. Mm -mm. Pretty much nothing. Um, A funny story about this movie, though. I saw it in theaters. I was on a date um, with this dude who I dated for a while. Shout out to you, Wazzy. First of all, we got got tickets kind of late, so we had to sit in the front. Or like one of the middle rows. It was a packed theater though. Mm-hmm. So we had one of those audiences that was super live and they were like all in it. Mm-hmm. So that made it really fun and even scarier. But the um, dude I was on a date with, he like snuck in a bottle of Chardonnay that he had just sold from Albertsons like 15 minutes prior <laughs> to us getting there. <laughs> we were also, this was in, this movie, we saw it in theaters in 2009 or 2008 or something. Yeah, it came out later in theaters in the U.S. Uh-huh. So we were definitely still under 21. And he was, like, guzzling this bottle, like, from the bottle in the theater. And he started to ask the people next to us if he could, like, eat their popcorn. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but aside from him being messy, I remember watching this movie in theaters and it, like, legitimately scaring me. Because there are certain tricks that they did with, like, the door shadows and the thuds mm-hmm. and thumping at the right time and never seeing the demon. Yeah, it's really smart that you only see the shadow of the demon. If you look at the bite mark on Katie, it's not really done that well. I told like, you, you Desmond tell Masters. That this movie was... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she lives in L.A. and performs in San Diego a lot. They could have just called her down for 50 bucks. Um, <laughs> but you could tell, like, obviously based on the mode of the film, like the found footage here was, you know, part of the art. But also, I'm sure they didn't have a lot of money. I think the guy did splurge on an HD camera for this, but I'm sure that's where most of the budget went. So it was very smart of him to not show the demon. Again, like, 
you don't really need to see it. If you don't have the money to make it great, and sometimes even if you do have the money to make it great, it's hard to get into people's psyches and yeah. really scare them. So just let us think what it will look like. Mm-hmm. Like, imply what it might look like. That's always scarier. And they do that well here. Yeah, the budget for this movie was $15,000. Holy shit! To shoot it. And to, like, edit it and clean it up, the post-production budget was $215,000. So $230,000 for a movie is nothing nothing and this movie made 193.4 million at the box office talk about a hit like this movie was fucking huge even though it it didn't popularize found footage it's not the first obviously but it really kind of reinvigorated it yeah it because it gave us a whole new wave of them again because once they saw how poppin paranormal activity got we got the haunting of this person and the haunting of that person and then like lake mungo came out a year after this yeah It came out, yeah, at least on the festival circuit. Because this movie came out in the 2007 festival circuit, but didn't get released in theaters in the U.S. until 2009. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and then, so, there became this whole new revival, even into, like, the late 2000s. We got more of that stuff, like, even with the movie Creep, and, Mm -hmm. like I mentioned when we talked about our favorite found footage movies, um, The House is October built and all that. So, so it brought it back like that genre mm-hmm. in a new way to kind of make it more fun and, and fresh from what we were used to seeing before. I tried to do a whole franchise about it. You know what I mean? I didn't follow a lot of mm-hmm. this as a franchise. I didn't care to because it... The second movie sucked. Yeah, most of them do. I To me. I watched what is considered the best one which i think is the fourth or the fifth one where you find out there's like a witch's coven and shit i mean i do love witches i have not seen it though it's mid uh like i said this is a franchise it doesn't hold up well there's there's a new one that came out in 2021 i guess it takes place it was really reaching um in an amish village oh okay better i hope it's better than the village this is when i found out there's like a tremors eight and it takes place in like the arctic <laughs> or something it's like tremors <laughs> tremors on ice <laughs> and i was like what there's more and this was back in 2018 and the newest one had been released in like 2017 i was like they're still up to this like <laughs> they're keeping it going i hope the the tremors are doing double axles on the ice that would be cute <laughs> no, and that's even like with hellraiser like like there's the most recent one. I think it was like 2018 uh, or something. Hellraiser went downhill so fast. It was like an amazing film, a great film and crash and burn from the third one out. Yeah, that's pretty much in my opinion. That's pretty much what this franchise is, except it's just like good film and then bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that the end product for this film, we got the ending that we did because the original ending had the police fucking showing up oh yeah, and killing Katie. Cause if you got the DVD, like I did <laughs> when this came out, um, you could watch the alternate ending in the um, extra scenes. And that was not good. No. Yeah. The alternate ending was that she slits her own throat after mm-hmm. she kills Mika with the knife. And you see it. And, and I'm shit. like, oh. yeah, I'm like, no, I want Katie to live. I want, Ka- I mean, okay. She's possessed by a demon, but maybe she's living her best hellacious life without Mika's stupid ass holding her back and not believing her or believing in her. Right, hot girl summer. You just, like, you used to just live it real up. Real hot, real yeah. hot, girl. <laughs> you get to live it up now, bro. You don't need no nigga to, like, take some souls. Like, now you just out here. Yeah, we're not talking, we're not talking Phoenix hot. We're talking. Right? <laughs> Hell. Hell. <laughs> like, 
I mean, Phoenix, hell, have we made that joke before? You have, yeah. I feel like we yeah, have. <laughs> it, it is the same fucking place, dude. It is the portal to hell is in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think that this movie's fun. What weed should you smoke to watch this? Honestly, just get high. Um, but I think a hybrid would do you some good because, like I said, the end gets really spooky and actually there's some good setting. Mm-hmm. And like sound in this, so creep yourself out and get a little get a heady on it and smoke yeah, a sativa. I can see that. A sativa heavy hybrid. I was going to recommend a sativa. Yeah, yeah, I think that sounds right because to me, like there are little things in this movie that you maybe might miss. Like if you're on an indica and your brain is really melting, some of the times, like the, the one time, a plant, the plant leaves flutter. Or like a curtain will move or you'll just in the very first night you see the shadow, but it's really subtle. Like you could miss a few details. I feel like a a nice like a sativa with a body high, I think will be good for this. Like so you're, you know, you're not hyper, but you're you're tuned in. Yeah, like a sativa hybrid would be good. Um, like a sativa heavy edible would be wonderful. Anything like that. Cause you want to pay attention to the little things. Cause that's, what's really going to creep you out more than anything. Cause again, you don't see the demons. So you want your imagination to kind of go to the, go to the deep dark places. I don't have anything else to say. This is paranormal activity. The wackest. Yeah. <laughs> okay. At least I, I do dig it though. Cause it took place in San Diego and it was always like, let's go to the paranormal activity house. And for a while there's a little trend on Facebook of people taking pictures in front of it. And you could, this isn't the mm-hmm. age of like digital cameras. So that you could see all the, or- the orbs and shit in the picture. So that was like fun little like 2009 trend. Yeah. I liked it more than I remember liking it. Like I, I, I did like it the first time, but I don't think I was, like, I feel like it had such big hype and then I kind of missed it and I wound up seeing the second one first. So when I went into it, I was happy that it was much better than the second one, but I wasn't like, I didn't think it was anything special. And this time I still don't love it, but I really do think it builds nicely. Like mm-hmm. it, it gets better as it goes along and it leaves you on a good note, in my opinion. Yeah, no, um, like I said, I actually saw this movie in theaters and when I thought I was, you know, I used to go to the movies just to like get fingered or like make out with somebody hot. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this time the movie theater was too packed, so I was forced to pay attention and my date was getting drunk <laughs> <laughs> off white wine like a loser. <laughs> but I love him now. He's so amazing. But yeah, so I was like forced to pay attention and it actually scared the shit out of me. And I remember being like at home and like still scared. And we like even talked about it after being like, dude, didn't you get like so scared? Like it was it was creepy. But I also like I live alone and so I'd be listening for sounds and stuff. So shit like that just always kind of creeps me out. Like after we record, I'm probably be looking over my shoulder a couple times. I gotta watch a couple. <laughs> of, gotta watch a couple episodes of SpongeBob after we record. <laughs> <laughs> I love being scared. Yeah, like these movies, like Found Fartage. Oh my god, Did I say Found Fartage. I was like, <laughs> you finding farts? <laughs> found fartage. I found want, fartage movies aren't my favorite. I want more movies where they just, it's videos of farts. <laughs> Fart compilations. <laughs> cake farts. Yeah. Have you seen cake farts? What? Oh, you know or, what cake farts are? No, is that where people like fart into flour or something? No, like there's like videos of women like farting on a cake to turn men on. Oh my god! Like they literally will sit on a cake and just 
rip ass real big into the cake. <laughs> okay, guys. Fun fact about me. I hate bathroom jokes. I hate bathroom humor. I hate talking about like any sort of bodily functions. But fart jokes are so funny to me. I think this, <laughs> the word fart is funny. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> and there's a bitch from 90 Day Fiance who was selling her farts in a jar and then ended up in the ER. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. She was. I, <laughs> yeah, because she was eating so much fiber to make the farts. <laughs> she, she had like a heart attack. She had a fart attack. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for a oh, pun? Shit. How's that for a pun? Um, but yeah, she was in the hospital. They were yeah. like, bitch, your diet is crazy. She was like, I was, <laughs> I was trying to produce too many farts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> I was just I like, produce a better life for yourself. Yeah, I was just like, like Jesus drink Christ. a ginger ale and not tell anybody that I had to go to the hospital for that. <laughs> like, why is that a headline? Like, what is she eating? Is she just eating like 10 pounds of prunes every like, day? Probably like I feel beans. like that'll get it done. No, like beans, because you know the song. And then like... um, She's probably <laughs> eating beans blended in grape juice. I feel With, like that Yeah, and like it. prunes and like, I don't know, fucking... Just obnoxious and whatever Eureka eats, because apparently Eureka is really gassy in the workroom, they said. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Ugh, disgusting. But yeah, I, I hate everything, but fart jokes are funny to me, guys. So keep telling them. Where was I going when I got sidetracked by cake Oh, fart? found footage. Oh, <laughs> found fartage. Found footage movies aren't my favorite. And like, I just, like, you know, I love Record, which actually came out the same year as this. Well, in festivals. And I love Lake Mungo and I love... Neroy and like Blair Witch but mm -hmm. this one I would say this one is up there though like as far as the impact it's definitely up there with all of those maybe yeah. even above some of them but like for a found footage movie that doesn't take us places it really is so still like I, I think it's effective and you know seeing it again I was like I could see why this has the reputation it does even though the sequels blow <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I have memories attached to this, so I'll, like it does resonate with me. But again, it's just like whatever. Dude, found footage is goofy to me, and I wish I would have seen more titties in this movie because Katie, <laughs> Katie has some big ass titties, and we needed to see them. I mean, we didn't need to see them because they're her titties, and she sh has the agency mm -hmm. to show us. But God damn it, there was some nice ass titties, and I felt like I would have, I would have <laughs> loved ten out of ten. I would have given this movie <laughs> if Katie would have showed them things because they were certainly thanging. At least a nip slip. No. Huh? Yeah. Well, because she had them little stupid ass, like, <laughs> Charlotte Russe V twisty top turny fucking Arden <laughs> yeah. B-ash wet seal shirts on. Where it was, like, pure, like, jersey knit or, like, rayon fucking mm -hmm. polyester. And it's like, I can see the nipple, bitch. Just go ahead and, like, <laughs> to the side a little bit. Don't be greedy. <laughs> give a, give Listen, a as a big titty bitch myself, don't be greedy. Titties is like a smile. You should hope that you see one every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, thanks for listening. If you're into that. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you're not. Yeah, titties um, is beautiful. I don't know. We don't have to go on a rant about titties. You know, I certainly will. No, titties are beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I love my titties. And if you want to see my titties. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to plug, <laughs> plug some links, but we don't need to get into all that. Anyways, um, yeah, this is a fun movie to do. Yeah. We don't have a listener question this week. That's fine. It's not Sometimes okay. It's not okay. We forget okay. about them. No. <laughs> Ask us stuff. 
we might forget to answer it, but still, you know, talk to us. We'll eventually <laughs> talk back. That's what we said, and we will do it. But, you know, mm-hmm. in the meantime, keep asking. We, let, we like to let them build up. I'm fading. It is time to go. Yeah. I need some food. <laughs> Me too. I need tacos. All right, y'all. Bye. Bye. Oh, well, what do I used to say? Shit, stay scared my tag and like? stay high. Stay scared and stay high. Peace. <laughs> oh, God. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Queer Horror High. Damn, that shit's good.